All right, we're back. It's us again. Hello, it's me, it, James. It, it's you, James, and me, Allison, and you should play a game. You what should game play a game. You, what game did you you should play? You <laughs> should play the following game. Okay. And henceforth, such to be known as, and therefore, um, I am going to make some people upset. And I've realized that as I hit the start button on this recording. Oh. Um, this is I don't think I don't think it's gonna make a lot of people upset, but um I wanted to talk about a game that a lot of people like and a lot of other people don't like um, because they like another similar game. We'll get into it. But the the main takeaway that I, if if nobody else hears anything that I say over the next however long this takes, um, I want to be very clear that just because this game is good does not mean other games aren't also good. Um, just because you like Monster Hunter Rise does not mean that Monster Hunter World is not also good. Um, and that's the game I wanted to talk about today. No, you said you like pancakes, therefore you hate waffles. Exactly. That's inaccurate. <laughs> um, Dude, waffles are better. I don't waffles, dislike pancakes, but waffles are better. They they have their perks. I, I like a waffle usually more often than pancakes, but pancakes can do some fun things that waffles can't. That's, that's um, true. If someone hands me a sack of pancakes, I'm still going to I'm still going to eat them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, Monster Hunter World um, is the it came out in January of 2018. And then since then, there's been a, a massive expansion for it. Monster Hunter World Iceborne, uh, which is kind of the DLC um, added uh, master rank um, add on to it. That's kind of like a whole second game all added on to the end of it, much like uh, Monster Hunter games have been doing for a while. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise also had this with Sunbreak. I don't actually remember if I talked about that in the monster hunter rise episode i don't think i did it may not have even existed at the time. i'm not sure not sure mm. i had i haven't done any looking at any timelines or anything like that and my the, the calendar on my phone is the only reason that i can observe the passing of time um so i couldn't say <laughs> whether or not i've already addressed it but th- so i've gone on a tangent pardon me i've talked and i haven't gone anywhere well, right the car has the been gate. idling um for a while so right out the gate just defensive as hell about this game yes. like i well, like it it's okay well so 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 okay yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> no here's the thing a lot of people like monster hunter world obviously it was the first fifth generation monster hunter game and the the first one to really crack into the mainstream on the ps4 um the pc later i believe it was on the xbox as well um i'll have to double check that but it was the the first Monster Hunter game that a lot of people paid attention to, and it was fantastic. And I'm going to tell you all the reasons it was fantastic uh, here in a little bit. Um, it was the it was the first Monster Hunter game to have a fully open world. Um, previously, in all the other Monster Hunter games, um, there would there would be one big map that you would be tracking this monster through, um, or, or or like hunting, going around doing your various things but they would be sort of blocked off into different sections and those sections would have loading screens in between them. Um, it's, it's not like that really impeded the, the, the hunt uh, at all, but world was the first game to f- just fully connect everything. No loading screens, uh, have everything just completely all together in one space. 
Um, it added a lot of quality of life features, uh, things like that. It it's a it's a faster paced game than the games that came before it. And what's really interesting is that uh, after you know Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, all that came that that uh, that wave happened. People got into that. And it was hugely successful. I think still maybe the most played Monster Hunter game to date. Um, the next entry in the series, the next big entry in the the uh, line was Monster Hunter Rise, um, which you can say a lot of the same things about that. It made a lot of quality of life improvements and additions um, that World didn't have. And a lot of people that play and enjoy World hate rise for that hmm. um and uh, some people likewise some people um go and play monster hunter rise and they think oh well world now is so much slower and worse and doesn't have all these features uh, and now it's no longer fun to play and i'm here to tell you that that's not true and both games are fantastic um and i've already told all of you and, and also you allison as well uh, welcome to the episode hi i'm here too Hi, yes. Um, I've already explained to you why I really do think Monster Hunter Rise is worth playing. And I talked a little bit about the series in general at that point. But I want to talk a little bit more about it and why um, there's, a, there's a little bit of interesting development with the, the Monster Hunter series. And why I think World is still absolutely worth playing. And it's very different. And it's still worth your time. Um, not least of which among those reasons being that Capcom has recently started encouraging everyone to go back and play World again. Interesting. Um, despite it being the older game. It'll also be a little bit nice because after the last episode, we actually ended up playing that game together. So I have a little bit of yes. Monster Hunter knowledge now of like how the game plays and how it feels to play with other people. So it'll be a little bit more engaging for me. Um as a whole and then also would monster hunter world be the one that i bought for my ps4 most likely yes Okay, because i own one monster hunter game because the one that we ended up playing we played through game pass i i yeah. personally own one monster hunter game and i own it on ps4 so i was i was curious as to if world would be the one that i own i'm pretty confident monster hunter world is the only game in the series to be on ps4 so cover this yeah um and, and you you can tell as well because the the art direction of world versus more recently rise um is is pretty noticeably different um and that's i, I want to talk for a little bit about what makes world special um through through the lens of somebody who that was the first monhun game they ever played um i remember distinctly this game came out and for a while i was i just i heard about it it seemed like it was kind of cool but i never really got into it um, part of the reason being that Monster Hunter games are a very fun multiplayer experience, and that's the reason yeah. a lot of people like to play them. Um, I have several friends, actually, that are into the series that finally encouraged me to pick it up while it was on sale on the PC. I bought it and immediately fell in love. Um, it's everything about the game feels alive and interconnected. I already talked a little bit about how this was the first game in the series to have completely connected world maps um, that were, you could move between sections without having to wait through a loading screen, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but even beyond that, 
this game felt alive. There were so many other creatures that you weren't hunting that still had an impact on the environment. There were so many different ways that all the places you visit uh, connect to each other through the story, through the environment, through the ecology. Um, every every creature is created and placed in the environment in a way that's, uh, to some extent, of course, this is a very fantastical and and wild game. Um, but everything is made with some element of like, well, if this had to be real, if it had to be grounded, how would it work this way? Why would it be here and not here? Why would it have this feature? Uh, which is something that Monster Hunter has been doing since its creation. Um, I actually, I- interestingly, I was just uh, watching a couple different videos and they mentioned the the original development for the first Monster Hunter game was going to be a lot more fantastical. It was going to have magic and things like that. And as they were building it, putting it together, they realized that's not what makes this game special. That's not what makes it unique. And that's not what makes it fun. So they mm-hmm. focused on somewhat grounding the the fantastical crazy elements into this like th- this system that feels sometimes like it could happen in some alternate version of of reality just because of the attention to detail and that is something that world absolutely nailed every part of this game feels like it's all part of the same interconnected system um everything every time i go hunt a monster i feel like i have to be very aware of the world around me um which is sort of not the case in uh monster hunter rise and since you've played rise i'd be curious to get your take on this um as someone who uh you you said you have a world uh you you, you've purchased it you have it have you played any of it at all have you gotten anything to play in so I started, I made my character, I went on the first like hunt thing, and then you're supposed to find like a bird. Yes. In a tree. And I struggled with that, and I struggled with that, and then I stopped playing. And then I was told that <clears throat> there are much better multiplayer experiences. And I was like, oh, that's the problem. I don't know anyone else who plays this game. So I just never played it again. Yes, that that's very fair. Um Going back, it's still a lot of fun to play world single player. I have yeah. on my replay of it. I actually haven't gotten much into the multiplayer at all. Um, but that's that's an absolutely understandable um, experience. I think that's kind of what I had before. I had a bunch of friends that encouraged me to play it with them and then yeah. fully fell in love with it. Yeah, it, it's hard to figure out alone. Like, yeah. It, Starting the game for the first time and having no like preconception of Monster Hunter. This game, it will tell you everything you need to do. But playing it with another person really solidifies those ideas in a way yes. that is hard to explain. But once you have that baseline down, I feel like it would be a much more enjoyable single player experience. But playing it with someone else and getting like the feel of the environment and the way that the weapons move and work and playing around in the uh, like the trial area where we got to play with the, the training dummies and trying a bunch of different weapons out, like doing that in combination with you felt really nice and that was actually really really helpful for the whole experience uh for me actually enjoying the game far more because i was like oh i want to try this weapon or this weapon or like oh this one like plays really fun and fast and i don't like i have a thing for like these big heavy slow moving things they don't (laughs) feel as fun to me i want to move fast and get up in there and poke 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 i like the like the spear i like the glaive like the insect glaive i think it was called yes uh best weapon that's, in the game don't come at such me such a um, fun weapon it's so fast and fun and fluid and you can hit these like crazy combos it's so mm-hmm. good feeling 
Um, and having that experience alongside you really made me appreciate Monster Hunter a lot more than I normally had because I had been playing, I think, with like a hammer or something. I was like, this just doesn't feel right. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really doing anything. Wrong. I just needed someone to like encourage me like, oh, yeah, well, if you're not liking that, try a different weapon or like, let's go over here and do this thing or something. But yeah. Just beating your head against the wall, trying to uh, complete an objective with a weapon that just doesn't work for your play style doesn't really help you love a video game. Yeah, absolutely. And the the interesting thing about that, too, is that Rise does take a lot more steps than World does in making things accessible, helping you understand things, letting you know what's important in some cases and what isn't. And if something isn't working, kind of what to try out instead. Um, But even World was better at that than the older games as well. So it's really fascinating to see how time has changed in such a short amount of time where a lot of the complaints that people were lodging against uh, World when it came out are now being lodged against Rise and a lot of uh, backwards in the same direction. A lot of people are saying, no, Rise is good, World was the worst, when some people were using those exact same reasons to say that World is the best and the ones that came before, like Generations Ultimate and For You and all that, uh, are not as as good. Um these are things building on themselves, it seems like, more so than anything. Like they they I don't think any of them is like a perfect finished thing, but they're they're all stepping stones to get towards this idea that a game dev has had for quite a while or a dev team. Yeah, it's it's actually fascinating because I want to shed a little bit of light on that. And I'm I think you will find this interesting from just a game development point of view. So something that a lot of people didn't realize when they entered the series with World and then went and played Rise and they said, oh, something's different. What's going on here? Um, Something that's been true for a long time is that the Monster Hunter series has had two different development teams or development branches uh, for their uh, I'm going to say for their main games here, but they make the distinction between their main line entries, really the numbered entries. Um, the the ones that are considered like the the real true main line, mm-hmm. um, and then the portable entries in the series are made by I believe a different team altogether. Although they share a lot of resources um, and, okay. and design elements bleed back and forth between these two teams, um, but they have somewhat different design philosophies. Um, the the main games, which are um, just one, two, three, four, and and their add-ons and, and developments. Um, and then World is the the fifth main uh, Monster Hunter game. And then uh, we'll we'll get to the sixth one, which I bl- we actually just talked about in our last yeah. episode. is one of my most anticipated games coming up. Oh, uh, Monster Hunter Wild, apparently. Yeah, exactly. It, it's going to follow the same structure. They're all yeah. released by this this same uh, branch, um, okay. and they tend to focus on exactly what I've been talking about with World where they are a little bit more grounded. Um, they sometimes move a little bit slower, um, and they're more more focused on the ecology of the thing, making everything feel um, like you're going on an actual hunt. Um, they tend to have a little bit more focus on the the story aspect of things and like the hunting process. Um, they, want, they want the whole process to be a little bit more um, intentional and methodical, um, and that's that's a lot of fun for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how the original game was. That's what a lot of the allure of the series is. Um, but then you have the the portable line of games, 
that are typically a little bit more experimental. That's where we get some of the things like when you played um, Monster Hunter Rise, you mm-hmm. saw the wire bugs that we talked about way back yeah. um, in, in that, that episode. Really yeah, uh, th- those wire bugs are something that, that you, you typically wouldn't see in a main Monster Hunter game. Um, there's something that uh, in these portable games, they have a little bit more room to or not even necessarily room to, but they're, they're a little bit more focused on um, wanting to try out new different things and new ways of moving. Um, I th- believe a lot of the portable series are when some of the new weapons have been added, things like that. Um, don't fact check me on that. If I'm wrong, I'm just wrong. Um, I don't I don't have a list of what was added when. Um, yeah. But typically, um, you see more customization options like hunter arts and things like that in the the portable uh, entries in the these main Monster Hunter games. Um, things like the switch skills, which I don't remember if you messed around with that a whole lot, but the ability to to customize even within the same weapon, uh, some of the different moves that you get, some of the different abilities. Um, that's something you would kind of see more in the portable games than you would in the main games. They're a little bit less focused on grounding everything, and they're more concerned with um, innovation, experimentation, um, and and just sort of kind of being a little bit out there. Um, which, again, is not to say that World and the main games that came before it weren't also innovating. Because like I just said, Monster Hunter World was the first game to add a lot of these different uh, features. But through all of that, what I realized going back and playing World is that it just feels more real. Um, it, it Not to you know put too fine a point on it, but it feels like one fully realized connected world. Um, Mm -hmm. which is uh, versus monster hunter rise which ended up feeling a little bit more arcadey you have more just missions that you select on a mission board you watch a quick video if it's the first time seeing something but really what it is is you just you select something from a list you start the hunt you go you hunt it it's a lot of fun it's very dynamic action um it's a lot of great gameplay um but it's a little bit more um arcadey it's a little bit more you know you have this set experience and you go through it and you get better at it, but it's not like you're really exploring so much and learning about the world around you as much as you are in world. I have a question. Yeah. Um, when did world come out? World came out in 2018 in January, I believe. When did rise come out later? Um, much later. 2021 2020 uh 21 yes okay so question my my further question is yes. uh do you think that the modality in that matter was impacted by the pandemic and they were streamlining it for quick online play because it sounds a lot more like yeah you're creating a lobby you get like a, a briefing and then you jump into your mission just like a lot of online games do work, but like yeah. it, that, that seems like they're streamlining out some of the world b- building they did in world for quicker online play for lobbies because they saw a rise in that over the pandemic and into 2021. Just curious as on your opinion, cause you've played a lot more of these than I have. So that's, that's very possible. I would say, uh, I, I don't think so because I, I know a lot of things like that. Um, that's actually one of the things that I, I prefer rise for overworld. Like you're saying mm-hmm. is the, the, the multiplayer functionality and the ability to just hop into a quest. Somebody else has the same quest. They can just join in and you're good to go. 
That's something that's a lot more true about Rise than it was about World. And I think that's because a lot of people experiencing Monster Hunter for the first time playing World got to the multiplayer part and said, wait, this is clunky and weird and bad. Why is it like this? Mm -hmm. And so Capcom for the first time uh, had a huge influx of people who were like, hey, fix your multiplayer. This is like you have a great game and a lot of people are learning that now. But as a lot of people get exposed to that, they also are realizing that there are some parts of it that aren't very fluid. Mm. Um, but the the teams that worked on Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Rise were developing them at kind of the same time. Not exactly. I believe World did start development earlier. Um but they were working alongside each other for a good amount of time. So it, it, it's possible, like you're saying, that, that the team saw something with World or they, they saw the pandemic coming in and they wanted to streamline some things. But I think that's only partially due to that. And it's yeah. also, in, in some sense, due to a lot of the reaction that people had to uh, World and um, realizing that, like, oh, now that this series is kind of really entering the mainstream... We mm-hmm. still have this other branch that we're working on here with the more portable series that we're getting a little more experimental. Let's go ahead and add this as well um, and learn from some of the stuff that the world dev team worked on and incorporate that into, you know, it is still the next Monster Hunter game. It's not like this is stories or anything like that. They're all part of the same uh, series and they're all, you know, the same genre. They have a lot of the same things, but um the I, I think Rise iterated on that mostly because it knew it was going to be different than World. The, the teams knew that they were going to be different, but mm-hmm. they also had some time to incorporate some of the feedback that they got from World uh, when making Rise. Very um, fair. Yeah, but um, all that is to say, even with that being being added and developed over time, mm-hmm. um, it's still two different teams. And so when you go to play yeah. one or the other, when you go back to play Monster Hunter World after you've played Rise it's going to feel different. It's going to feel a little bit slower, even though it's really not that much slower. Mm-hmm. Um, Rise just has a few more features like the the wire, uh, the wire fall get up, um, which yeah. lets you get right back up after you've been knocked down, which is really, really handy. Um, I get knocked down. I get up Sorry, I could not help myself. No, you're absolutely right. I'm <laughs> sure there are plenty of edits of that around uh (laughs) um but world doesn't have that so you're knocked on your butt and you stay there a little bit more often than you do in rise um there are fewer customizable attacks and things like that um fewer movement options um so so some people who really enjoy rise look back on world and say hey this is just a slower clunkier game um Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here to say that that's not true and that's not fair. And what uh, the very slight things that world may miss in mobility and speed, it makes up for in um, just impact and depth. Um, world has just more depth to it a, a little bit than Rise does, um, and that's a reason that even if you you know, you, you've heard people talking about World and you've played Rise and you're saying, oh, well, I like this one, but I don't want to go back to something that's slower. You absolutely mm-hmm. should still check it out. Uh, yeah, I and I don't necessarily mean slower in like overall gameplay. I meant mm-hmm. like more so in movement mechanic. Yes. Like the hammer was slow and like 
the animation is really like long and time consuming. You do a lot of damage, but I like being able to move around my target and be able to like dip in and dip out and attack a couple of times before I build a combo. Uh, whereas with like a hammer, your, your movement is so much slower and so much like clunkier that you're not able to, to play in that modality. Yeah, um, and a lot of that comes down to the different weapons you choose, yeah. like you mentioned, things like that. And those are going to be pretty standard across all the different Monster Hunter games. Yeah, here. Um, yeah for sure. The it, It's not like World really feels that much slower at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a lot of people have noted that going back to World after playing Rise feels like the whole game runs a little bit slower um just in terms of your mobility but i i just i don't think that's a fair assessment it's just Um, a different take on it but i I am really intrigued by the idea of having a more cohesive world because as you were saying whenever we did play we watched like a little thing then we got dropped in we went and found the thing that we were the little raptor things that we were looking for we ganked them and then that was Mm -hmm. that was that it was pretty like straightforward, straight to the point. It felt like a, a mission selection in pretty much any other game where you like you jump in, you do the thing, you get out and you, you've done it. Congrats. Where, yeah. Whereas this is like the idea of being a lot more like kind of methodical and hunting and tracking and like finding the thing uh, where which we did do. But I feel like there way that you describe this, there would be a little bit more of that, a little bit more focus on that aspect as opposed to the uh just straight like find it kill it get out uh that sounds a lot more interesting and having this like big interconnected world seems a lot more fascinating and actually getting to like learn these places and learn like where where certain animals have their habitats and things like that uh you learn more world building this way and i think that sounds uh kind of fascinating yeah, absolutely. I mean, exactly like what you're you're talking about. What shocked me when I started. So I recently the, the reason I'm making this episode at all, um, Capcom recently came out and said, hey, the the newer game that's going to be coming out soon, Monster Hunter Wilds is going to be the sixth entry in this sort of like main um, non portable series of Monster Hunter titles. Um, mm. So with that, we're going to start this new hashtag hashtag return to world. Um, and we're going to we're going to encourage people to go back and play the most recent game in this specific style from the specific team so that they're kind of comparing apples to apples. Mm-hmm. They didn't go out and say all that specifically. They just said, like, hey, yeah. with with Wilds coming out go go check out World. And they started this hashtag. But that's kind of the, the reasoning behind it is because um, people are going to be reintroducing themselves to the more world style of of Monster Hunter. Um, and that's really, truly nothing but a good thing because when I, when I took advantage of this, I was like, okay, everyone's getting back into it. I'll go ahead and check it out as well. It's a six year old game and it's, it's more highly played than rise right now on the, the, I believe on the steam stats. It was at the moment. I don't know if it still is. Um, but I was like, okay, clearly a lot of people still love this game. I'm going to go, uh, try it again. Um, the the opening cutscene leads almost seamlessly right into the first uh, hunt, um, which is this massive, like crazy set piece. Um, unlike anything you get in Monster Hunter Rise, it's it's this very like harrowing, unique experience. The, 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 this different hunt that you have to go on, where you you're it's just like a tiger this, thing, right? 
Um, it's actually, so the, the set piece, it, there's one big monster that you're kind of tracking throughout the main story oh, of Monster yeah. Hunter World. It's the, it's, you'd be forgiven for thinking it's just its own volcanic island. Uh, Zora Magdaros is what it's called. And for a lot of the game, you don't really even see much of the actual physical body of the monster because you're on the, it's back, uh, when you're hunting it. And so the the opening set piece of this game is this massive your 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 uh, ship has been um, busted up a little bit um, and so you you are kind of thrown onto the body of this monster itself as you're tracking it across the ocean you have to run around it and manage that and then you are thrown out uh, into the new world where this game takes place and then once you do that you see everything happening in the background you see Zora Magdaros making its way past you and further out into the world. And your goal is to track it and everything you do, you have to get across that new area you're thrown into uh, to to even like physically you have to walk from there over to where the main hub of the game is. It's connected to that starting map. And then you go back through that map and explore more of it throughout the story. And then the the next section of the world you go to is because you continue tracking this monster and you can see where these two areas are connected um in gameplay which is something you don't get in rise in rise you go into one environment you look around it it looks nice and it has a lot of secrets for you to find and things like that but you don't see the previous map that you just explored um in this other little trail here um that 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 leads between maps um at one point um you have to go and explore this this coral area that's completely covered in this bright beautiful colorful coral and you if you are messing around a little bit, you run around and you go and see, oh, OK, towards the bottom of this map it gets a little dingy, it gets a little gray and gross. Um, and you can see this area below it um, that, that looks a little bit like the kind of the undergrowth of this area and a little bit more of the um, the, the things that uh, come to rest. Um, mm-hmm. And then later on in the story, it turns out you just have to go there. That's where you go and explore the next story beat. And so you can look back up above when you get down to that lower area. It's a completely different map. It has completely different monsters, dynamics, things like that. But you can you can look back up when you start a hunt in that area and go see the the other map that you've just explored for a long time. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, everything feels so so real. Different monsters have different nests in different places that have unique uh, mechanics that uh, if you fight them on their home turf, they get a little bit more difficult. There's not a lot of that in Rise. Monsters can kind of just be wherever, and you you go and find them, you beat up on them, they move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, in World, a lot of the different monsters in there um, will have specific things that they can interact with um, that are made for them and no other monster in the game um, because that is their spot. When they were creating this game, they said, okay, this creature tends to make its home here in this environment. And so you go and hunt it there or you go and find it on its round somewhere else. Um, and that's where it has some little things stowed away that make it easier for uh, for it to live or for it to fight you. Um, and it's just it's so, uh, so much more in depth and so much more involved um, to say nothing of. I haven't even mentioned anything about the the tracking system in this game um, in in Rise, if you'll recall. Um, when you start a hunt, you can always see the little marker of where a creature is on the map. Um, if you haven't fought it before, you don't always get to know what kind of creature it is, what kind of monster it is, 
until you go up and uh and fight it for the first time and, and learn what it is um mm-hmm. but you you can always see the location of all the monsters on the map um on your little mini map that you get um, yeah. in world you have to actually go and track them uh which is something that you just that's part of the experience you don't get in rise um in in world you uh you find all these different little tracks and bits of evidence that these monsters have left and you go pick them up you investigate them you dig your knife into a uh claw mark or a bit of like spit that a monster left on a tree something like that you pick it up you sniff it there's this like really long animation that you can take sometimes to like actually show that your hunter is tracking down these creatures um and then the the indicators that you have in the game the scout flies will kind of lead you in the right direction and if you've tracked that monster for long enough or if you've tracked it enough times you get kind of a head start on that process mm-hmm. but you don't get to just immediately know where it is you have to actually go and hunt it which is something that you just don't get as much of in rise um and that's fine both ways honestly because some people prefer oh i actually have to i have to do the hunting part of this monster hunting game the part that makes it unique um the part that not a lot of a lot of other games have um and that's a lot of fun to engage with and that makes it feel very intentional um and then there are some people and they're perfectly justified to think this as well that that's not the fun part the fun part is fighting the monster let me go fight the monster and so they prefer rises style of you just you get thrown into a map you see where the creature is that you're hunting you have to go explore a little bit sure to get some birds and things like that but you know exactly where you're supposed to go at the start of it and the goal is just building up what you have getting there and fighting it um it's two slightly different experiences but they're both equally valid and they're both so much fun um and i just i hope in talking about this since you it seemed like you enjoyed rise yeah um i think world is a good thing to compare and contrast because like again they're made by the same people they're the same series they're the same games but they have different characteristics that make them so much fun to visit i have a question for you i've hopefully an answer for you all of this because it's been really exciting it's been really nice to hear you talk so excitedly about this thing i'm Mm. actually really curious to play world because it does sound like it would be really fun especially getting to play with someone else or with a group and getting to track down an uh, a monster and be like oh i found some footprints come over here come over here or like oh i found this like broken twig we're gonna head this direction and like coordinating that sounds like fun i like that um with the wild coming out in 2025 being more like world what do you hope that the world team learned from rise that they will take forward into wild does that make sense yes i know what you mean so as as fantastic as world is what i've been talking about here and and how much more immersive it is than rise which came after it I do think Rise did a couple things that World could stand to learn a lesson from. Yeah. Mostly, we've kind of already talked about it. The the multiplayer um, aspect of Rise was much more seamless than it was in World because mm-hmm. in in Monster Hunter World there are beautiful cutscenes uh, that happen in in real time of you wandering around. You run into this monster that you're kind of scripted to run into. And the camera just dynamically moves away from you. It focuses on the monster. It has its little title card for a moment, and then it cuts right back to you. You're right there in the action. Um, and you you feel like this all happened just in one place. 
Uh, and li- like I've been talking about, it feels very like it's one connected experience. Um, I don't know if it's because of that or there's there's just some coincidence here. Um, but what it seems like to me is be- because that whole thing has to happen in engine uh, and it, it has to happen in the middle of a hunt. And you don't know when that's going to happen for everyone matchmaking in or not matchmaking but like getting getting a group together in monster hunter world can be frustrating because on those quests and those are all required quests that you have to go on so that everyone can you know get stronger get better equipment uh go and do things um you don't get to join somebody else's quest until both of you have gone through that cutscene, and so that make that happens like half the way into the quest. And so that makes it to where a lot of the critical story beats, a lot of the, the critical path that you have to follow to make progress in the game. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to join somebody else during their uh, mission. And mm-hmm. so yeah. you, you get to this awkward point where it's like, okay, well, if we want to just play the game together and go on these other different hunts and just grind for a little bit, we can do that together kind of just fine. Um, but if we want to actually progress through the game together, we either have to just go and do it ourselves at the same time and then meet back up later, <laughs> or one person has to go do it, get to the point where you see the cutscene, and then it gives you the little like, oh, okay, now you're good to play in multiplayer um, uh, alert that pops up in the corner after you go through all that. You have to go get to that your friend has to go get to that and then you both quit and restart the mission together um it's very weird it's very dumb and that's that's why understandably a lot of people reached out um nicely or not so nicely and said hey monster hunter i want to play this game with my friends but making progress in the game together is really difficult or frustrating yeah, especially for a game that like one of the biggest selling points I've ever heard from this game is it's amazing to play with your friends. Exactly. Like, it is such a fun time to play with a group of four. Like if you can get a group of four people to play this game, it's exactly. so fun. I'm like, all right, cool. So like making multiplayer that clunky is kind of awful. Yeah, um, it's really bizarre. Yeah, I hope they figure out something for that. And I also am like curious as to if there are like any mods or anything that can like fix that experience especially if you're playing on pc not really at this point i've done a lot of looking there are there are some mods that people have made for for monster hunter world but it's mostly about like learning things that the game doesn't tell you um seeing some readouts on the screen that you normally don't get access to uh things like Mm -hmm. that or just making the game to where you have to grind a little bit less and things like that um none that really fundamentally changed that multiplayer experience um, which is why, like you said, I really do hope that Wilds learns that lesson from Rise. Um, because okay. that, that's one of the few weaknesses of World that I think is pretty much just not excusable and not one of those like, oh, OK, well, that was just their intention to to make this more uh, intentional or methodical um, than this other entry. Um, yeah. when you, you can say that all, about a lot of other parts of the game where it's like, OK, Rise isn't really missing much by not having these or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one of the features where I think world is just fully missing out um, and could use some improvement. That's fair. That's yeah. really fair. It's it's cool to get that perspective from someone who's played both. 
and with a looming game on the horizon of like all right cool well we've got this one that's of this style and this one of the that's of this style mm-hmm. we're going back towards the first one but what can we learn from the second one to make the first one more interesting as we go back to that style and incorporate it into the new game yeah exactly there there are lessons to be learned from rise and then there are also things that i hope wilds doesn't have um like yeah. the the more arcadey feel the more checklisty nature mm-hmm. of rise i i hope that they don't go back to that i i understand that's don't probably a little bit easier to put do together. the monster yeah exactly because that's a big complaint that people have about that style um apparently the the portable series has more of a tendency to just kind of hand you the monster to beat up on uh, as mm-hmm. opposed to making you go find it um i really hope wilds and it looks like they're doing a lot about the the environment of wilds they're putting a lot of creatures together and having like weather interactions and things like that um yeah and and like rideable creatures um which i think is something that we already have kind of seen that wilds has learned from rise um where in the trailer for wilds you see your your main character your hunter riding around on a little creature um using it as a a mount um, which is something that you could do with the the Palamutes, the dogs in Rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they you could tell they kind of started experimenting with that a little bit in World with the, I think it was called the, the Trail Riders or the, um, the uh, there's a specific word for them. And it, it's also mm-hmm. a little bit difficult to look up because there, there's a couple different names for a couple different systems that kind of blend together and fall under the same categories. And it's really weird. Um, but World started experimenting with that but in a way that not a lot of people really liked or used yeah. um, because you couldn't actually control where it was going. Um, you just had to hop onto it. You, like oh. you didn't get to move it around in game. You had to go select a point on the map for it to head to, and it would kind of move automatically, so which is the trolley. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Or like you hopped in an Uber. Um, okay. <laughs> you, you didn't really control where you were going yourself as much as you told them the end destination. Like, I want to go there, and, then, and they're like, "All right, cool, I'll take exactly." You. And if something interesting happened on the way, you could obviously get off and and figure that out, or like kind of steer it towards it a little bit, uh, kind of kind of encourage your amount to go that way. But um, it looks like Wilds is going back to letting you just fully have control of the creature you're riding, um, which is I'm looking forward to that as well. But again despite that i mean monster hunter world at the end of the day you're still tracking down a monster through a a fully realized environment you're finding it in its home turf or or in the the place where it it usually lives and then you're still going and beating the ever-loving crap out of it um the biggest monster you've ever seen exactly your full boss fight you're using your your big or your your really fast weapons to just tear it to pieces in one of the most fun like action game styles that there is out there um so again world is just worth playing for the the combat and the action of it if nothing else too but world adds a little bit more to the equation than rise kept in um and it, it makes it feel just a little bit different 
Um, and some people think it's better. Some people think it's worse. Um, I think it's better right now because that's the one I'm currently playing. When I start playing Rise again, I'll probably start saying, oh, no, this one's better because <laughs> it has these different features. Which um, is a trimmed down, slim, streamlined version of Worlds. Sort of. Like a lot of the stuff, but then it's like faster and it cuts out a couple of things, but then it also adds a couple of its own things. Exactly. And that's the thing. Some of those additions are good. Some of those additions feel a little bit odd. It's... Mm-hmm. It, just have to play them both for yourself and decide but at the end of the day they're both great and everyone listening to this who's played entries earlier in the series um is sitting here and saying hey you sound like an idiot um both of them are bad and these classic ones are the only ones that are any good um because, comments. yeah exactly because uh, again like i said at the top all of the things that people have been saying about the differences between rise and world people said about the differences between world and the games that came before it. So that's kind of always just going to be the story. Um, and there are reasons for all of that. There, there's all kinds of stuff going on there. Um, in the older games, you had to, you, you couldn't even use your, your tracking scout flies to go find a monster. You had to go and hunt it naturally without any hints and then throw a paintball at it so that you could keep tracking it across the map. That sounds um, terrible, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but some people like that. Some people like that it's a little bit more involved and difficult because you have yeah. to actually go find it. There's nothing pointing you in that direction. Um, you had a limited number of whetstones you could use to sharpen your weapon. Um, pickaxes Whoa. you could use to mine ores and things like that, which World said, no, what are you doing? You just you get infinite of that and you always have it and doesn't take up inventory. You can or- just mine things and sharpen your weapon. Like just exactly. But that, um, that's a key component of the game at this point. Yeah, exactly. But some people say, no, that's not a key component of the game. Some people are uh, out here saying like, oh, I liked it better when you had to include those items in your preparation list. And then if you if you realized you were missing out on potions, you couldn't just go back to the camp and grab a whole bunch more of them. You have to go out and find ingredients to make more and things like that. This um, is my argument for weight capacities to inventories a la like Skyrim, uh, mm-hmm. Starfall or Starfields, etc. Yeah. of like, I like being able to like whenever I'm playing Fallout and like get my little pack together because I'm going to go explore this faraway thing. So I need to bring food. I need to bring things, but I can't bring too much because I want to bring stuff back. So I got like plan it out. I got to think I got to sit and prep because that's how it would be in real life. And I know so many people are like, you know, I just want to be able to pick up everything I see and have it in my yeah. pockets at all times. I'm like, I get that, but that takes a that takes an aspect of the game out of the game that I actually really enjoy is the realism of like, all right, I'm going to be gone for like a, several days. I need to make sure I have food and water. I need to like bring this stuff. I can't bring too much with me because I need to bring stuff. Like you've got to like sit and think and prep before you go on a long journey. That would be a part a part of day to day life if you were living in the wasteland. But then if you just have infinite inventory, it's like, oh, whatever. So exactly. like, I, I get the both arguments. I do of like, yeah, I yeah. Can just go wherever I want and pick up whatever I want and like have a good time. Sometimes, yeah, weight limits can get frustrating. It's like, dude, with a game that I'm about to talk about in a little bit, I, I have issues with the weight limits, but it's not because of the issues with the weight limits. It's the issues with what counts towards the weight limit. And I'm like, why is this a thing the way yeah. that it is? But we'll, we'll get there. 
But yeah, exactly what you're saying there is why some people, no matter what Monster Hunter game you're talking about, some people are going to say, oh, well, this one's better than this one because it had more of that or less of that. Because whatever amount of that a game has is fine and people will like it that way. You just have to be intentional about the way that you're you're making your game. Um, And I I think Monster Hunter World does that really well. Rise does that really well. Um, The ones that came before World did that really well in their own ways. And it's not worth sitting here and saying, oh, well, these games are better than the other because they had these quality of life features or they didn't and you had to go do it yourself. That's completely all up to personal taste. Um, and my my current personal taste is that Monster Hunter World is good. Um, Iceborne is even better. I love the clutch claw that they added and stuff like that. Uh, and you should go play it. And that, that, again, to to kind of sum it all up, that is why I think you should play this game. If you If you like Monster Hunter, um, but you haven't tried World. Uh, it's a it's a good entry in the series. Uh, but everyone already knows that because it is still the most popular entry in the series. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's always good to fight a winning battle. Yeah. Oh, I do want to check it out. It sounds like a lot of fun, although it does sound like one that I can't force you to play with me. So I'll have to check it out on my own time. I do already own it, so I'll, I'll I I did find out I do own Worlds. It is the one I have yeah. on my PS4. So I'll check that out at some point. It sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. Um, also worth noting, another th- thing that's kind of a bummer that is still also true about Rise, and this is just a thing that Monster Hunter needs in general. Um, the games are not cross-play uh, compatible. You can't play Monster uh, Hunter World on the PC with someone who has it on the PS4, uh, um, and you can't play it. Uh, you can't play Monster Hunter Rise on the Switch with someone who has it on the PC and stuff like that. Um, that's a little bit Damn. bothersome. I And I understand that it's not so easy to make that happen. You can't just press a button that says play together and then suddenly all the games work together. It's difficult. And it takes a lot of resources to, to make that happen. But in this day and age, especially with the new engine, the, the RE2 engine that Capcom is making these games on, um, that's supposed to be a little bit more... Uh, able to handle things like that wilds you better you better be able to do that but um but yeah if you're looking to play monster hunter world just be aware if you want to play it with your friends they you all have to have it on the same system um at this point enough time has passed because there were some issues with the the pc release of iceborne when it came out it had some uh, memory issues and performance issues things like that i believe they've all been fixed now and from my experience it hasn't been that big of a deal um, so honestly, this is one of those games that's a lot of fun to play on PC because that's that's where a lot of people are going to have that. That's where a lot of that experience comes in. Um, and PC is just flexible in a way that some consoles aren't. Um, and so that that's, that's the recommendation I would give to people. But like you said, you've got it on the PS4. People have it on whatever consoles they have. It's a lot of fun to play uh, regardless of where you play it. Uh, just be aware of that hurdle. That's fair. Uh, crossplay not being a thing does stink. This is also like before the era of crossplay, though. Like everything pre twenty twenty, I mm-hmm. was pretty much crossplay wasn't a thing, except for I think yeah. like Minecraft was the only one that would Minecraft and Fortnite. I think were the only things that were crossplay at that point. Yeah, I remember there was conversation about people when I think it was right at the beginning of when the the crossplay movement was happening when World yeah. was released because when it okay. came out on PC because it came out on PC a little bit later than that uh, January 2018 uh, that, okay, that okay. port was released later so at that time I think that was just starting to become a thing and people were like oh why is it on the PC if you can't play it with other consoles um, yeah 
I, but I do really love yeah. crossplay. I, I, I hope that movement continues to grow. I, I don't yeah. expect it to like slow down at any time soon. I just hope that for the future that that is the case because it is nice to be able to just buy a game wherever you want and play with whoever you want at any time. That's exactly. the point of games. I just want to play with my friends. I don't care what they have. I just want to play with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, while you're you're going and checking that out, uh, I would encourage everyone to do the same. Um, and I know we usually have our little call to action where we tell people, hey, go check us out on Twitter. Um, and I will encourage you to go ahead and do that. If you like this episode, you want to say something about Monster Hunter World or anything else to us, um, go check us out uh, at YSPDG underscore pod. Um, let us know um, what you what you think about Monster Hunter World and why Rise is better and why I'm wrong and stupid. Um, but me too. Uh, it, but in addition, um, if you do go check out World, which you absolutely should, um, right now um, the Monster Hunter official Twitter account is still doing this Return to World event uh, where they're going back and revisiting this game after, like, like I said, about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, go, go, tweet that out as well, and go check out what people are saying oh, about yeah. that. Um, now is the the best time to get into Monster Hunter World was right when it came out. Um, I missed the boat on that a little bit, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Give it a sec. Yes, exactly. Um, but the second best time to check it out is honestly right now with this recent announcement of the next game coming out and a lot of people going back and revisiting it, um, in one of the most concerted efforts I've ever seen to have people replay an older game in a series. Um, yeah just go go check it out have a have a fun time go see what other people are experiencing either for the first time or they're they're re-experiencing it um it's just it's a lot of fun it's a great game you go and hunt big dinosaur that breathes fire um or cat that's covered in electricity um it's it's a good game it doesn't matter which one you're playing it's going to be a blast um and i i think you should play it um, and I think I should stop talking because I don't have anything more to add to this conversation. <laughs> Hunter is good. Yay! What do you Yay. think Electric Cat tastes like? Um, probably bad. Uh, I, I exaggerated like a little bit. It's, it's not really a a cat. It is a reptilian creature that acts kind of like a cat. There's like um, a saber toothed tiger looking thing. That's like yeah, a, yeah. Um, there's like there's the ice cream. There's the Barioth that's kind of like a saber tooth cat looking thing, but it's got yeah. weird leg wings and skates around in the yeah. ice. Um, there's you can fight a monkey. I don't like those. So I'll monkey with horns. The uh, there's some of the worst things in the game to fight. The Rajong. Awful, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, it can we'll fire a laser episode. at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, for but, now. Yes, for now. I hope you all enjoy, and uh, I've been James. I've been Allison. And we will see you all later. Goodbye, everyone. Bye!